0: Welcome to the Cowbell Fever Podcast. Today we check back in with meteorologist Ketzel Evans to look at Berkey Week weather. The TLDR is, it's going to be pretty nice, but there are differences for each day, and you want to know the exact wax, right? Right. Note that Ketzel has just come off of five straight overnight shifts when we recorded this, so if she sounds a little bit loopy, it might be because she is a little bit loopy, but the science and the meteorology and the weather, that's sound. And remember, Record yourself. I can't do it at Hayward this year, so take a quick soundbite of your voice on your phone. On the iPhone, you just use the Voice Memo app or find more detailed instructions on berkeyguide.com and send it to info at berkeyguide.com. From there, I'll stitch it into an episode. Thanks, Ketzel, for joining us. Um, we are recording this on Monday. Hopefully this will go up Monday evening. And we are going to be talking about the weather for Berkey Week this year. Now, Berkey Week, obviously, this is not normal. I think in the future, if we do this in a normal year, we would be able to have a lot of fun uh, having a few of these, maybe a daily check-in. Um, we're just going to do this one this year. But The first piece is that uh, you're in Duluth, and um, your pipes didn't freeze because you know how to bury your pipes, but it was cold up there. How did the polar vortex affect the Northwoods of Wisconsin?
1: Um, it affected us for a really long time, I think is what most people would remember about it. You know, we we started out January pretty mild up here as far as winter goes, even warm by many standards. But as soon as February hit, winter decided that it really wanted to set in. Um, and we had almost two weeks of a period where it was really cold it was almost constantly below zero if not even farther below that um the national weather service in duluth had a period of 294 hours of consecutive wind chill headlines so whether that's a warning a watch or advisory at some point in this like over 10 day span Um, We had some kind of headline out for at least some portion of the warning area. So it was a really cold spell. Uh, We did see some records broken, which was exciting. Uh, Not in northern Wisconsin, though. They did see their fair share of very cold temperatures. Um, In Minnesota, there was a new daily state record set when um, over uh, almost a week ago, Near Ely, near the Boundary Waters, near Ely, there was a negative 50 degree actual temperature um, recorded at Seagull Lake, which is a daily uh, state record. So it got really cold up here, and it stayed cold.
0: Looks like the coldest day in Hayward was a uh, low of minus 38, Um, so probably good that we weren't trying to ski the Berkey that day.
1: Exactly, yeah, you know, it was pretty good classic skiing if you went out at the heat of the day, you know, and I was kind of looking forward to maybe that continuing, just, you know, a more milder version of that continuing for Berkey week Could just, you know, slap on four layers of green kick wax and go, but it does look like we're going to have to think a little bit more critically about our wax choices this week. Yeah,
0: four layers on on the bottom of your skis and four layers pretty much everywhere else. (laughs) yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah, I, I lost track of how much clothing I ended up putting on, but it was a lot of classic skiing. I haven't skate skied since the beginning of the month, um, and it did get to the point where I think a lot of us just decided to do some strength in the basement. But
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It was about two weeks where every day was thirty degrees, uh, 20 to 30 degrees below normal. Um, and Hayward only had five days where the high was below freezing, but it did have a two-week stretch where every night was 20 below or colder in several several days in the minus 30s. So uh, yeah,
1: exactly. even you,
0: you can't even fake that with, with the FIS rules by putting the thermometer down your pants. That's just really <laughs> cold.
1: No, absolutely not. And we really, especially at night, because it was too cold for just about anything to make a cloud or a snowflake so it was very clear and we lost a lot of heat over the nights we would you know if you would you were sitting there watching observations you would just watch it tank after sunset.
0: Now it has gotten warmer the last few days and it looks like it's actually going to be a uh, seasonably warm week this week for the Berkey so what's sort of the overall picture of what's going on um, with Berkey week and then we'll look at it day by day because there's people who are probably interested in what's going on each day of of the Berkey this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So generally what we're looking at um, is mostly at or above normal temperatures and then a kind of active week. uh, To be honest, as far as precipitation goes, we've got a couple small scale systems moving through and so that's gonna fluctuate every single day as far as their temperature goes um, and as far as their cloud cover goes quite a bit. So every day is gonna be unique, but generally speaking, warmer than average.
0: So what's coming in the next couple of days? It's Right now the, the, the snow on the trail is mostly old, a little new snow over it, old cold snow. What's coming in the next couple of days, though?
1: Yep. So uh, just for in the very very near term, today and tomorrow are going to be very warm, very seasonably warm. We could, we're definitely going to see temperatures above freezing. We might even see temperatures touch forty degrees, especially if we don't have a whole lot of cloud cover that moves in. Uh, so very warm, possibly some even some rain sprinkles moving through today. Um, so no new snow there. We did get a little bit of new snow over the weekend. Um, we will will almost guaranteed still go below freezing at night however uh, so you're going to be able to refreeze and they should be able to groom that up pretty well um, and as far as for anybody who might be skiing their virtual berkey up in the Northwoods, you're going to be looking more towards that red and yellow wax scheme for the next two days
0: but not enough warm temperatures or rain to worry about melting any any snow appreciably
1: uh, I, I don't think so. You know, like I said, we're still going below freezing at night. You know, once we get into the spring, it's when those nights don't go, bo- go below freezing anymore that we really see a lot of snowmelt. We'll probably see some decent settling of snow um, and maybe a tiny bit of snowmelt during the day, but certainly not enough to be worried about losing any kind of trail condition.
0: Okay, so the set trail sounds like it's pretty good, and then the first skiers go out on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. What's the weather going to look like for them?
1: so it is going to cool down a little bit for wednesday um, wednesday and thursday so we're going to have a little bit of northerly flow returning still above average wednesday will be a little bit warmer than thursday will Um, generally speaking i think we're going to get up probably close to freezing but i'm not sure if we're going to go over it on wednesday Um, and especially in those early morning hours you know about 8 a.m 7am is around the coolest time of the day but there is a very large temperature jump when all of those skiers are starting and that's going to be true every single day. Um, So you're going to have a large temperature jump between like 8 and 12 and then generally in the winter our high temperatures are reached about 2-3 in the afternoon. So Wednesday reaching close to freezing, but I don't know if we're gonna quite get there, especially if there's cloud cover involved. Thursday's gonna be a little bit cooler, possibly the coldest day of the work week at least, um, rising up into the mid 20s by the high temp.
0: So some new moisture in the trails and uh, some good cold grooming overnight. Uh, Even if there's some new snow on Tuesday night, we should have some nice hard pack skate conditions on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and probably some pretty easy waxing, especially since the times don't matter this year, so we don't need to, you know, get it perfectly. Should be some nice, fast, fun skating on the Berkey Trail this week.
1: Exactly, yeah, and as you mentioned, there is a chance for some new snow. We've got a quick little system moving through Tuesday night into Wednesday. As of right now, it looks like it's going to be a fairly tight band of snow, so if it shifts farther north, the Berkey Trail is probably not going to see a whole lot. If it remains where the forecast has it right now, Berkey Trail could see a couple inches of snow. Tuesday night into Wednesday morning is when that snow is going to be falling. Um, and depending on the timing of that, that will probably determine whether or not those groomers can get out and, um, and get that all groomed in.
0: So that might be the kind of thing where the early skiers are going out on a, on a pretty hard platform with a couple inches of snow on top of it.
1: Yep, exactly. And then obviously that changes as every single wave goes out.
0: So then we get into the classic skiing on Friday, and it looks like it's going to be probably what you would want for the Berkey uh, this time of year and relatively cool nights and warm days, but makes the classic skiing a little trickier. What do you think Friday wax conditions are going to look like?
1: It does make it interesting, Um, and as someone who is currently signed up to race on Friday, I've been paying fairly close attention to it. Um, As of Friday, it's going to be one of the warmer days of the work week, if you don't think about today and tomorrow. Um, So highs are expected to reach around that freezing mark. And again, that's going to be in the afternoon. So starting in the morning at 8am, we could be in the high teens, possibly, and then warming up pretty quickly over the next four to five hours. So that's going to be a really interesting mix. Um, you might want to put something warmer on underneath something that's cooler, or something in that blue, blue extra kind of range to try and account for those changing temperatures, which is something that's been happening the last couple of years for that Berkey classic race is you have to plan ahead for each hour of temperatures
0: and definitely the kind of year where you are going to be wanting to to carry something that's a little warmer just in case you need to re-wax going through the race
1: yep exactly i don't know if it's going to totally reach clister levels that i I think especially with some new snow moving in um kind of midweek you're probably going to have really good tracks and they're going to be retracking it Overnight, but you definitely want to hold something a little bit warmer to make sure you've got it
0: Okay, Saturday, I think that's the probably the most popular day and that's the the skate race That looks like it's going to be similar, but you said there might be some precipitation What's the latest on that and uh, what should people keep an eye out to see if that's gonna be happening?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the precipitation, um, there is a chance for some snow to fall Friday night into Saturday morning. This is the part of the forecast that is by far the most uncertain. Um, so when we get out into that kind of five-day range, that's when we o- we only have a couple global scale models to work off of. Um, and so we don't have as many options to look at as far as what the forecast might hold. Um, so as of right now, while there is a chance for For some snow. All the models kind of have some kind of precipitation moving in Friday night into Saturday morning. What we don't know is the exact track of any kind of low pressure system. We don't know exactly what time um, any kind of snow might set up. And so as of right now, we're looking for at a chance of some snow, but the uncertainty is pretty high there. Um, So we could be waking up to an inch or so on Saturday morning, we could just wake up to a trace um, or it could miss us all together. So there's still some uncertainty out there, but it is important to know that there is a chance there could be some fresh snow out on the trail on Saturday morning.
0: But we're not looking most likely at a big storm. It looks like it's a sort of an, uh, a like more a Manitoba clipper that's sort of dropping down and maybe interacting with a little Southern stream moisture, but not something that would phase up and create a big storm there.
1: Yeah, so at this point, um, it. Like you said, there's kind of a low pressure, more to our north that's dropping down um, into the northwestern Wisconsin region. So that's not in a position where it's going to deliver the heaviest amount of snow to our area. Accumulations at this point appear to remain pretty light.
0: And then the Sunday Classic Race looks like it's going to be a bit calmer weather, um, but people should probably still be thinking about what they're going to wax. What does Sunday look like? And I know that we're six days out, so this is a forecast that could change quite a bit.
1: It is, yeah. So I, I will preface this by saying you definitely, if you're racing on the weekend, you definitely want to check in for the latest forecast once it gets a little bit closer. Sunday as. Is- from, coming from a classic skier's perspective, it's probably one of the most ideal classic days. Um, you know, it's going to be one of the cooler days. At this point, it does look like that system that moved through on Saturday could change um, change the flow into having some more cold air advection. Um, so at this point, it is looking pretty dry. Of course, that could change being you know almost six days out at this point Um, and it's looking a bit cooler Uh, so possibly even starting out in single digits in the morning um, and then warming up kind of into the high teens maybe low 20s area um, on sunday there is some suggestion that we could Really dive into a colder temperature pattern after Saturday. That's still a little bit up for debate. At this point, I think looking at a high of in the low 20s is probably the safest bet. So, overall, pretty nice day to classic, if you ask me.
0: So, it sounds like overall it's a pretty nice uh, week to get out and ski the Berkey. And then um, for people who are going to be skiing elsewhere, just check the weather uh, for where your trails are. The National Weather Service, of course, has forecasts throughout the country, and you can read up on on those. Um, Any long-term prognostications beyond Berkeley Week? Are we looking at an early spring or more skiing?
1: Um, I mean, I certainly hope that we're always looking for more skiing. There are some signals um, in the longer range that we could have another kind of cooler than average period going into March. Um, unfortunately, the signals for precipitation are largely below normal for the next couple of weeks, at least for the Midwest area. You know, you guys over on the east have been really been getting hit with the nor'easters this year. But if you're in the Midwest, it does look like it's going to be a little bit drier than average. But possibly being able to get a little bit colder and get some more skiing and through the month of March, you never know. When it comes to April, you know sometimes we can have an early spring and the flowers uh, are up uh, by the twentieth. But sometimes we get April fifteenth blizzards. So you know, as of as far as the spring goes, that's still up in the air.
0: Sounds good, and it sounds like the Berkey Trail is in pretty good shape. They don't have a ton of snow depth, but uh, some cool weather will keep it in shape. So even a few can't make it up for Berkey week and you want to go out skiing there in March, uh, you should be able to get there. Thanks for checking in. Have a great ski on Friday. Uh, Hope the waxing is easy for you and hope that the weather is not too crazy. And um, I'm sure we'll check in about more nerdy weather things and forecasts for the Berkey in the future. And hopefully next year we're just talking about Friday and Saturday
1: that would be fabulous for anybody who's listening. Um you can always go to your local National Weather Service office website or social media page um and get your most up-to-date forecast that way.
0: Thanks, Ketzel, and everyone out there, have a great race. And remember, record yourself and send it to info at berkeyguide.com. If enough of you do, I might throw in a long-lost sound clip from last year's race. The podcast, as always, is brought to you by Patreon supporters. You can find out more at patreon.com slash off7. That's patreo dot com slash o-f-s-e-v-i-t. Or more, find out more on the website. And you can join Brad, Ben and Brian... The music is from Catherine, and apologies for any sound quality issues. We've been having sound quality issues just with the intros and previous episodes. I'm trying to figure out what it is, but hopefully this one's a little better. Thanks for listening.